Hey everybody, welcome to episode 30 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And today we are talking Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8 with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, well, not just Sandra Bullock. I mean, there's seven other, eight other <laughs> women in the cast. I don't know why you're giving preferential treatment to Sandra Bullock. she did the best. Nah, I, I will disagree with that, but let's continue. So, Ocean's 8 follows Debbie Ocean, played by Sandra Bullock, who's a criminal mastermind, and she gathers a crew of seven other female thieves to pull off the heist of the century at New York's annual Met Gala. It's directed by Gary Ross, who did Free State of Jones, Hunger Games, Pleasantville, Sea Biscuit. And as for the cast, like we were just talking about, Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Rihanna, Helena Bonham Carter, Sarah Paulson, Mindy Kaling, and Aquafina. So diving right into the plot. If you've seen Ocean's Eleven... Or it's 12 start, or 13? Well, it starts the exact same way as Ocean's Eleven. Does it? Because Danny Ocean's in prison at the parole board, and that's her brother. Yeah. And so that George Clooney in Ocean's Eleven is Sandra Bullock's brother in, in this. And so she's in front of the parole board trying to get out. And basically it's the same, same idea, same plot of she spent the last five years in prison thinking about this job, and that's exactly what Danny did in Ocean's Eleven. Okay. And so she goes to the parole board, she gets out, and this is the best part of the movie to me, is she's grifting. And so she... She goes into a store and uh, picks up all these items and then goes to try to return them. And she doesn't have a receipt. She goes, oh, this is ridiculous. I'll just, I'll just take them home. And can I get a bag? And so she puts them in a bag and she basically just steals all the yeah. stuff. And that's the kind of stuff that I like. It, it's you out, outsmarting someone else. Like those are the, the heist and the, and the trick thing. So then she goes to the hotel and she swindles her way into a hotel room. And I'm like, okay. We're coming at it from a different angle of this. This is a a, a more brainy movie. It, brainy is the wrong word, but they're, they're clever about it. Sure, that's what I was hoping it'd continue to be, and it didn't. No, it didn't at all. But that but Sandra in that role, uh, I thought was really good in that piece. In that specific scene, or in her role? In that scene, okay. Because the rest of it was was pretty, eh. Yeah. From everybody. Yeah. But but in that scene, and so <laughs> she she keeps mentioning Danny, and she mentions God rest his soul. So Danny, uh, George Clooney, is dead. And she visits his uh, grave. Yeah. Not grave. No, the mausoleum, right? The above ground graves. Yeah. And so his, where he's supposed to be, and she says, because you better be in there. So yeah. it, it, see, they lay it on often through the movie of right. Danny may not be dead. And I think it's just leaving the door open to bring in everybody together in Ocean's 20. Ocean's 20, you think they're going to add them together? Add them together, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they have a hard enough time with 8, 11, 12, 13 people. I don't, really don't think they need to be going 20, 20 people. But so as soon as she mentions Danny's dead in her parole board, I kept thinking, gosh, you know, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney, in my mind, go together. I think they'd act really well in a movie together. And yeah. I was like, I wonder if they've been in something together. And so the next 10 minutes, I'm just... During I, the movie? I, during the movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm going through uh, George Clooney's filmography, 
I'm like, gosh, I'm not getting it. Because I started at the very beginning. That would be hard to do on the fly because he's got a lot of movies. Yeah, I'm just... You know, I'm just just pegging the big ones because yeah. the things that I, w- I would hear, and so then I start going through through uh, Sandra's. I'm like, gosh, you know, I just feel like they're they're really good together. And then it took me ten minutes, and I go, oh, Gravity, right? Yeah, I know they they were just in a movie yeah. together. I would say that speaks less to your ability to recall filmographies and more to the lack of attention that you were paying <laughs> to Ocean's Eight, <laughs> and, and, and that could be uh, that very well could be. But, but it the w- thing is, you could you could check out for twenty minutes in this movie. And you're not, you're not going to be lost. Yeah, I don't think I missed much when I was doing that. Yeah. But the, uh, it's I like George Clooney, and I thought she played his sister very well. I thought if you if you yeah. watched Ocean's Eleven, like yeah, that was that's his sister. I kind of wish in hindsight I had watched Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen leading up to this because I I saw them each I think once in theaters when they came out, and that would have been what Ocean's Thirteen was probably two thousand five maybe later anyways it's been over 10 years at least right yeah so there's no way i can recall with any kind of specificity what in the world happens in oceans 11 through 13 see i like those movies i remember liking them at the time i remember liking each one less and less as it went on well because they got so outlandish you know because you you rob three casinos in the first one it's hard to to step up from there. Yeah. And, and so then they just start to get kind of ridiculous. So sure. Like, what are we, what has more security? <laughs> and, uh, what, what more things can we do to, to trick people? And right. So it, they, they try to, I mean, they did the best they could. And the second one was Terry Benedict wanted his money back. And so right. I thought that was a good angle. And then the third one just got weird. Yeah. I don't even remember anything about the third one. It was Al, Al Pacino. Oh, of course it was. Because that's the next step up. It's like, how do you go from one? How do you do from more than Andy one Garcia? casino? Yeah. <laughs> how do you do one casino even bigger? You do three. How do you do Andy Garcia even bigger? Al Pacino. Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee that conversation happened. And, and to be honest, I never put that together. Into... Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> that, it's, that's it, funny. It's like somebody hit the upgrade button and that's what you get. That's what Andy you get. Garcia, upgrade, Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah. You know, this movie, oh man, it was... It, I think you said this, but like flat is the best way to describe this movie. Like if you were, if you were drinking a tall glass of oceans 11, it would be fizzy soda that gives you that, you know, nice little bite and all the things that come along with a nice tall glass of soda and drinking oceans eight is the pop that's been left open, you know, for two days and you take a drink and you're like, Oh, what is that? It's just nothing. And I think I know exactly why, because they had Terry Benedict, Andy Garcia yeah. as uh, an antagonist. So they they played up. If you get caught, yeah, Terry Benedict is is basically going to kill you. Right. You know he's going to do it behind closed doors. He makes people disappear. You do not want to get caught here. Here there is no. Yeah. It's, You're right. M- maybe you get arrested. You know. And, maybe. And, and okay. You know she just came from jail. So what? Right. But but there weren't the stakes weren't high. Yeah. And there is no antagonist well and even yeah so you're a hundred percent right there's there's no opposing force in this movie so you almost go through the movie instead of like a will they instead of saying will they do it which i mean i know in the grand scheme of things when you're watching a movie like this you kind of always know they're gonna do it but instead of asking will they do it you're just asking how okay i i know you're going to do it so and what that makes you feel like is let's just skip to the last 20 minutes of the movie. Just, okay. Just tell me how it's done. I don't really care about the rest. So yeah, yeah you're exactly right. There's no opposing force. They they try to introduce one at the end of the movie 
in the last 20 minutes with Jeremy Corbyn, who's the insurance investigator. But what I don't get about that, so I know we're kind of bouncing around a little bit, but it's, it's Ocean's 8. I mean, we all know how it plays out. So I think we're okay to bounce around a little bit. But my thing is, if you're going to bring in, after the heist, the insurance investigator to try and figure out who did it, and he says stuff like, oh, I know you've been out of jail. I know your family. I busted your brother and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, have him be following her the whole time, right? Like, have him just one step behind every time, right? So that there is that opposing force that yeah, you're trying to As soon as she gets out of prison, yeah. she, he's there waiting in the parking lot. Yeah, you know? but you're exactly right. When When you don't have anything... They also try to create it because halfway through, like I think with the other Oceans movies, it's half a robbery, but half a setup to somebody who's done somebody wrong. So Debbie Ocean has an ex-boyfriend who they were running some grifts together and he turned on her and sent her to jail for five years. So not only is she going to become rich and rob the Met, she's going to frame this guy to do it too. But you don't really get any of that until maybe halfway. Yeah. And I mean, that's in, in the trailer. Uh, and so if you saw the trailer, you know that it's a is a double, which is the same thing as as what Danny Ocean, like you mentioned, did in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Where the only reason he picked Terry Benedict Hotels is because Terry is dating Tess, his yes. Julia Roberts, his ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the same idea yeah. that they're just doing again, mm-hmm. except she's not trying to win him back. She's trying to get revenge. Yeah. Everything was flat. There was nothing cool about the heist. There was nothing... None of the performances were overly well done. I don't know. It just it was really hard to get into this movie from any kind of aspect. None of the acting was bad. The heist scenes weren't executed poorly. I will say that this was not the same director as the original Oceans movie, but whoever did this mimicked that style very well. I mean, from scene transitions to right. the way the heist plays out. The one thing I found myself laughing at the entire movie was this concept of like, I didn't know that heist movie music was like its own genre, right? Like it's all the same kind of like sneaky, sneaking around, sneaking (laughs) bebop scat kind of music. Like I just kept laughing because every time they'd play it and every day, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. I'm watching a heist movie. You don't have have to keep playing the same (laughs) music. Yeah. Yeah, I was just laughing the whole time because it's, you could play a piece of movie music and maybe you don't know what movie it's from, but when you play it from a heist, like you clearly know like, okay, this is a heist movie. Yeah, so I hate hackers, and we've talked. Well, they cheapen everything. Yeah, exactly. They they cheapen it, and it's like, okay, well, that's just so easy. You know, oh, I just I'll just hack the security system and make blind spots, and then we're in and we steal it. I'm like, okay, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they have a three D printer that can that, that can bad. make diamonds. That was really bad. And the glasses that can scan it that have all these Batman yeah. tech, you know, like these things <laughs> yeah. don't exist. And and if they do, they didn't buy it at $20,000. Like they said, their budget was. Sure. And it's like, like, I wanted it. I wanted a heist movie that you're again, clever or s- sneaky or something that somebody, it, a highly skilled person, practical. practical. Yeah. A highly skilled person could do, but you right. know, re- realistic. Yeah. And could somebody hack them at sure? Maybe, but come on. It, it's just, it's always so easy in, in movies too. like, Oh, I'm I, already in. <laughs> I was in five minutes ago, you know, and it, it's just so stupid. Like, yeah, that's, I don't make it at least make the hacking hard. And, you and know, I, I'm okay with like the moving of the cameras and stuff that that's fine. The 3d printer was a bridge way too far. Like you, you can print everything like 3d printers these days. They do print things pretty well, but you can't 
print like cubic zirconia. This one can with the exact latch. Well, and then that's the other thing that was I kind of was wondering like, well, if they 3D printed the whole thing, wouldn't they have scanned the latch too on the back? Maybe they did, but they just didn't know it was magnetic because that's right. That's a problem that gets brought up midway through the movie is when they're trying on this crazy 150 million dollar necklace they find Six out pound that, yes, of diamonds yes they, they find out that it's got a special magnetic latch that only the security team can open but if they've already 3d scanned it you think they would ask but who knows but my favorite thing about that was they find out it's got a magnetic latch and in maybe two minutes of runtime they already have it solved. It's solved. Yeah. By, by a character we never see again. Yeah. Oh, like Rihanna's like, oh, I know my sister can do it. Hey, yeah. sister, can you do it? Yeah, I did it. Okay, thanks. And they and meet up like, and she like, has it. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, like I found myself being like, okay, why did they even introduce this in the movie? Because they just solved it in two minutes. But it has impacts on how they pull off the rest of the heist and stuff. But the other thing I questioned was, if they've got the 3D necklace already printed up and you've got the pickpocket taking it off of Anne Hathaway's neck while she's puking. Why not just slip the other one on right there? Why, why create the whole big problem of. So I thought, Oh, that well too. now I know uh, now that I've thought about it. See, and that's where, that's where I was in the movie. And I, yeah. was like, I was like, why didn't they just never mind? Just put the, yeah, the old one back on right. or the, the new one back on. And cause they were trying to steal the other ones and I need everybody to get cleared out. Right. Which is like the second revelation right so there's the normal heist and then it's revealed quote-unquote revealed that they're setting up the boyfriend and how they did that and then the second reveal or third reveal whatever you want to call it is that not only were they stealing the necklace that they that was the target for the whole movie but they were also stealing every other jewel that was on display in the met which they also had to 3d print all that but then it makes you wonder how they scanned all of that well, they could just walk in with the glasses and scan that because that was on display. The other one wasn't on display. They really needed these magic glasses. And the these magic printer. glasses were, were key to this whole <laughs> thing. See, what I guess my, my problem with this movie is they didn't even like catch the boyfriend in a clever way. No. It was, okay, she's dropped it in his pocket. You, you needed something to where it was clever for them to find yeah. it on the boyfriend. Sandra Bullock goes up to... The James James Corden James Corden the the investigator and says, "Oh yeah, this guy's got it." Yeah, what? Well, like it's, that, it's, that's your plan? You go to the investigator, say, "Oh, I know who has it because I stole him," but this guy's got it. Yeah, like what? I mean, yeah, she basically admits to him that she stole it, but he's like, "I don't really care. I just want the necklace back." What if I give you ten percent back? Yeah, and, and it's all ad hoc too, right? It's not like he's busted coming out of the Met with it with in it his on pocket. him. Yeah. No, it's like afterwards. It's all after it's all said and done, and he's investigating and. Oh, I need a search warrant, and all they do is take a picture of it? Well, yeah, Anne Hathaway texts that it's in the guy's house because she was in there. That's the probable cause. She takes a picture of it from inside his apartment, and that's what they need to be able to go in and get it. And text who? She sends it to Sandra Bullock, who sends it to James Corden. I mean, isn't that just probable cause? I mean, wouldn't that directly go back to Anne Hathaway? Uh, Right, but they couldn't prove it. That she took a picture of it? Well, no, oh. no. I mean, she, they can prove that she took a picture of it, but they couldn't prove that she stole it. Yeah. Which we've, so we've skipped one big piece in this is that <laughs> Anne Hathaway, who's seen as the mark for the whole thing, like one of so those. So she's the so, biggest actress, one of the biggest actresses yeah. in the world. And so they get her to headline this Met event uh, at the museum. And so everything is about, uh, we have to get in through her. So she's the, she's the one wearing the necklace. And so they, they find this designer 
And so she's dressing her and convinced her to wear blah, 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 biggest actress in the world. And she's the one that they've made run to the bathroom because they poisoned her, her food. So she's all throwing up and that's when they steal it, etc. And then at the end, they say, oh, after we, we robbed her, we decided to go in. And she was really smart. She was picking up on it. And so we brought her in and split the cut with her. Yeah, so like, wait, essentially wait, what? what they're saying is this plan that Sandra Bullock has said is foolproof because she thought about it and she's ran it in her head hundreds of thousands of times mm-hmm. for five years and it can't be stopped that it was so bad that Anne Hathaway knew what was going on because she caught the designer, Helena Bonham Carter, taking video of the clasp on the back. She said, I know when somebody's taking six pounds of diamonds off my neck, even when I'm throwing up. So she nabbed the pickpocket, basically. So basically, they were so bad at what they were doing that Anne Hathaway knew. Yeah, and she goes, oh, she's a lot smarter than we thought she was, basically setting up a sequel. Of yeah. She'll be involved in, in the next one. But it's right. like, it, it made no sense because Sandra says she approached Anne the, two days ago and brought her in on it. Like, wait, so you thought that you might have been caught, and you go approach the person that you robbed and said, hey, we stole it. Would you like to be in I see, our group? I, I would like to see that again because I'd want to know exactly what she said. Because I feel like she said something like, I brought her in a few days ago, which leaves it open to Anne Hathaway being the one that noticed Sandra Bullock and noticed all these things going on. And they somehow got together. I don't know. I, I, basically, I'm saying I don't know that it was Sandra Bullock that reached out to her. I still, I, I wasn't paying full attention. That's what it sounded like to me. That, that's what I gather. She reached out to her. What I couldn't tell is two days ago, is that before the heist or is that after sure. the heist? But then after Anne explained, hey, I caught you guys. Well, okay, that makes sense. It was after yeah. the heist. But it would have made a lot more sense if Anne approached Sandra and said, hey, I know that you stole this. Cut me in. Right. You know, which, okay, so we, that, we, which, which brings up a whole, a whole, <laughs> yeah. new, a whole new thing. Right. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Well, so, yeah, you're right. It would make more sense movie-wise, but it really makes no sense common sense wise because no. if you're this highest paid actress which we don't know but i mean she was world-renowned actress in the movie right and she's just gonna throw all that away to go join up on this crew of criminals that and, she doesn't know yeah and they call her out on this they say wait why are you wanting to come join us why are you wanting to be a criminal you're a famous movie star and she basically says oh because i'm lonely i don't have any friends i don't have any friends so uh, fine, whatever. I think maybe that was supposed to be kind of humorish or whatever, but I kind of get the sense that even the movie was being flippant about it. Like, huh, yeah, all right, we're making Anne Hathaway turn, and th- here's our reason we're all just going to laugh at it. So so leaving the movie, or the entire movie, um, I keep counting seven. Like, I didn't know who the eighth was. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, IMDb had Matt Damon uh, yeah, on, I on, heard about I, that. on IMDb uh, saying that he was going to be in the movie, and he wasn't. And so, and then they they brought in the uh, acrobat from yeah Oceans. the contortionist yeah. And so I was like, okay, so is he considered the eighth guy? I would I would assume. But then Anne Hathaway is now considered the eighth person, and I mentioned that to my wife, and she goes, oh well, I saw them on the subway, you know, in the trailer or on the in a photo, and so I knew Anne Hathaway was in on it. I'm like, yeah. Oh. I mean, that's probably true. I think some people just see that as promo materials that, you know, may may or may not give it away. But I mean, I think everybody was kind of thinking along the way, because, right, there's not many other people in this movie, especially females who are stars. So, I mean, when you're watching that, you're kind of like, okay, Anne Hathaway is one of the bigger stars in all the movies. So odds are pretty good that she is in on it or turned somehow. Yeah, the whole whole thing made 
made very little sense at the end. I kind of feel like that's how almost all heist movies are. Like all, at least the Ocean's movies. I, I've again, I'm not, I haven't seen them in a while, but I feel like they're rife with inconsistencies that you could really sit there and poke. I mean, they need like all these things to happen at just the right time and just the right angle and all these. Well, different... that's the planning. That's the genius. Well, of planning. right. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like these kinds of movies, you just, you have to just take it for what it is because you could sit there and pick it apart all day long. see like oceans 11. I mean, there's some technology pieces and all of a sudden they find a tunnel digger that they dug the channel with, you know, <laughs> and that they may, I think they, what it took them like $5 million or $10 million to do this heist or something like that. I don't remember. And so a lot, a lot of it was, was far fetched that people couldn't, couldn't do that, but at least the heist kind of went off without, without a hitch. And, and I guess this one did too, but again, the stakes were yeah minimal, very minimal. I mean, it, there, there's never a moment at, at any point in the movie where you feel like, Stuff's not going to work, yeah, or somebody's going to get busted. Yeah, or something. Nobody's yeah. in danger. There, there is almost someone's going to Kelly's door. I don't know her name. She's in the office. Mindy Kaling. Yeah, where she has the necklace in there, and they almost get within you know ten feet of the door. Yeah, but then that's it. That's yeah. the only. Oh my gosh, she's going to get caught. But well, and even some of the like sometimes in heist movies, you're like oh, how are they going to do that? Or how did they do that? Maybe they show you in a flashback. Oh, this mm-hmm. is how we really did it. And you didn't even get any of that. The only flashback we got was that they stole more stuff. Yeah, right. That, that was Which, that was again, it. I always don't really care if I'm like, okay, so cool. You had this whole other plan that you didn't show us, didn't give us any hint what was going on. And I'm supposed to be kind of wild that you also like did all this. I'm like, all right. I mean, you can just make up anything at that point. Yeah. We also stole, you know, <laughs> this painting. You know, it's like that's. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, this makes me want to watch Thomas Crown Affair because I feel like <laughs> that's. I remember that in my head, liking it and it being a good heist movie and an example of one where, like, especially the very last heist that he pulls off, they know he's coming, right? They have right. all the guards there. So it becomes a how is he going to do this with everybody actually watching out for him? And to be honest, I don't remember that enough. I just remember the painting. Yeah. And I remember James Bond. Right. No, and so that's that's my Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Uh I just need I, I need to watch it again. So yeah. don't don't spoil no, it. No, I, I don't remember much don't about spoil it. <laughs> I just the one thing I remember is that last scene where people are looking for him. Right. And so you've got the good and bad. It's just it's not fun. It, this is more like watching a YouTube how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> how to video. Right. The the only thing I really liked, I mean, this movie just feels like it treads water a little bit, and I did kind of like Sandra Bullock was okay. Kate Blanchett had a pretty cool like atomic blonde vibe going on, but I know you're not a big Anne Hathaway fan, but I thought she did the best. And I think that was just because she was actually given a character that had some sort of personality to her. Like she went from ditzy to kind of smart. And then in the end, she's kind of making fun of herself in the end a little bit inside the movie. But I thought she was probably the best one in the movie. But why, why would you act ditzy? if you're really smart when she's just being herself as an actress. Yeah. Right. It, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And I didn't like her character. I didn't think she's, I, I don't particularly like her as an actress. Yeah, I know no. you don't. I just and thought she was the best one in the movie. No, I thought Sandra was the best. Yeah. I, I like her a lot. I like her in just about everything. Yeah. She was just okay in this for me. And I thought, I thought Kate did, did well. And she looked significantly younger to me. She's pretty, she's pretty versatile, like in terms of her looks. I think she's got one of the spaces where she can, like she could go back and play the same elf princess lady that she did in uh, Lord of the Rings. 
and probably look pretty much exactly like that. Or I think they could make her look significantly older. She's just got one of those faces, I think, that... How old is she? I don't even know. I don't even have a good guess. I would adventure to say at least in her 40s, if not 50s. <laughs> no, she looked... She looked pretty good, and she looked a lot younger than whatever it was that uh, we saw her last in. Uh, even Ragnarok. She looked younger than she did in Ragnarok. Yeah, she's 49. 49, wow. Yeah. Okay. But again, she's got one of those faces, I think, that just, she looks young, or they can make her look older. But I thought she did good. I thought her style, her vibe was pretty cool. She rides a motorcycle. She seemed, I don't know, rock star-ish. I don't quite she know how to put it. Rusty. She was basically Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. Rusty. I thought you were trying to say rustic. And I was like, wait, what? Very rustic. <laughs> and then, then it took me a minute to realize. Rustic on the motorcycle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now it's that time where we're going to wrap this up with our little question segment. So I think I'm going to ask you first this time. You okay. ready? Yep. All right. Let's go. What'd you rate it? I gave it a two and a half. So I said it was average. It's, uh, it's one that I'd, I'd watch if it were on TV, but not make an effort to watch. Okay. Favorite moment? Uh, the grifting, Sandra, as I mentioned in the beginning, you know, getting the, the makeup and stuff and then uh, the hotel room and all that. I thought that was cleverly done. I've not seen that before. One thing you'd change? I'd add a villain. I'd add, add some antagonist. And I'd take out all the technology, the hacking. Can I do both? All of it? All of it. All right. Theater or couch? Definitely a couch paying for it or wait for it to be free wait for it to be free not spend any money on that is it a popcorn movie or an art house film it's very art house <laughs> this is a popcorn movie for sure giving it an oscar or a razzie this one's closer to a razzie than an oscar if you liked blank you would like this movie fill in the blank i think if you liked oceans 13 then you'd like this one okay. it's very much like oceans 11 but if you like 13 that means you're hanging in there for oceans movies then you'll still like this one. Yep. All right, you're up. Rating? 2.5. Why? For all the reasons we said. It's not terrible, but it's not all that good. So you get a 2.5 from me when you're in that range. And favorite moment? Same as you, the grifting. The grifting? Yeah, it was a good start. Wish it could have capitalized on that. One thing you would change? It needed a bad guy. Yep. Uh, Theater or couch? Couch. Pay for it? Or want it free? Free. Popcorn movie or art house movie? Popcorn. Stale popcorn. Stale popcorn movie? <laughs> yeah. Oscar or Razzie? Definitely a Razzie. And if you liked what, it means you like this movie. I'd say the same as you. Ocean's 13. And for the exact same reasons as you. That 13, I remember feeling like a retread. So, like you said, if you're hanging around at Ocean's 13 and you still like it, you gotta like Ocean's 8. I don't see any way you couldn't. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for Oceans 8. As usual, leave us comments on Facebook. Um, you can visit us at twoviewsmovies.com or send us an email at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Go rate us on the App Store. That helps us out a ton. And we will catch you next time.